happy weekend, Darian. Thanks, Joe. Uh, a happy and merry weekend to you as well. This is the worst episode. <laughs> we I've suck just, at I've this. I've just decided, yeah, I've lost all my confidence. We oh finally my get like a, a bunch of listeners and it's like, time to pack it in, you know? I oh think we've my done. God. <laughs> We're getting worse every week. Like it's... Yeah. It, it didn't exactly start at, at a high point, but we're still, we're burrowing underground at this stage. We're deep under the lake, the slug lake, <laughs> Robbie Moore. <laughs> um, um, so how are you doing? How's, how's life under that slug lake? This, yeah, it's warm, you know? Um, mm, mm. Oh, actually, no, it's cold as fuck out here. Melbourne is cold. <laughs> yeah, winter finally arrived, hey? Sure did. <clears throat> um, but no, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing, doing all right. I had that sickness last weekend, feeling mostly recovered from that, so that's good. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, work, work's been pretty chill. Oh, I was, yeah, 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 work's been good. Um, <laughs> I just remembered something and I was like, I can't mention that on the pod. And then I'll, I, was, I made a mental note to tell you about it later, but it's all, it's all good stuff. Oh, that's behind the veil, folks. We mm. can't let you back there. Can't let you back there. What happens if you go back there? Bad things happen. <laughs> Bad things. It's a friend DA, not yeah. a pod DA. No, exactly. Um, but yeah, no, I've just been chilling. I've been playing the Cyberpunk 2077 a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. How's it going? Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, I found, I think I mentioned last time I found a good rhythm with it. And so, yeah, I've just been sticking to that rhythm and mm. um, doing, I did a bunch of, um, side quests recently and trying to just like knock a bunch of stuff off but it's hard the game just gives you so many quests all the time right um, and uh it's yeah it's, it's relentless but yeah this this the main co- story content is is good stuff so I'm just, i think i'm just gonna focus on that for a couple of weeks hell yeah and is night city a good place to spend time like do you boot that up just to kind of be in night city <sighs> and run around and see what happens or is it not that kind of dealio it is so weird. Um, I'm just going to make sure my gain is high. I'm just going to turn it up just a touch. Have fun with that when you're editing the audio. Um, <laughs> the It's weird, dude. It's not at all like, you know, like going to Rapture or going to Lands of Death Stranding or other places that we both like going in mm-hmm. video game land. It's not at all like that. It's really strange. It's got the feeling of a city that you should be able to learn the layout of, but it's not that way at all Um, right yeah i feel lost all the time and i'm always using the map to or the um yeah using the map to guide me where i should go next um you most of the time you're driving a bike or driving a car or you're Mm -hmm. fast traveling you're hardly ever like walking around the city right i wonder if that's the difference it makes or have we just been taking grand theft auto level design for granted I don't know. Do, do you feel like you in Grand Theft Auto 3 or 4 or whatever that you you knew the cities back to front? Yeah, I feel like 3, Vice City and San Andreas, like I could pick those games up now and take and you where, where you want to go. Yeah, yeah wow. I mean, I, I suppose that they're, they're, they're not as dense as probably Night City is um, yeah. and, and maybe not as big. Like, I don't know. You know, those games are pretty old these days. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the other thing with it as well is it's like, it's not like a grid city like Melbourne. It's like 
you'll put a map marker down to go like east, for example, from the center of Night City to go east. Mm -hmm. And then the map will like draw a little line on it to tell you where to go next. And oh yeah. The, the, you start, to go east, you start going west, you know? Like that's how you get, <laughs> right. you get on like the freeway that takes you north and then takes, then it eventually takes you to where you want to go. But it's like, right. no, it doesn't like make sense in, in, in my head. If I want to go east, I should travel east, not not west first. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got to like deal with those highways or whatever. Yeah, there's like lots of, you know, loopy roads. and I mean, maybe after I've spent a lot more time in it, I will know, know where stuff is. But at the point at this point in time, I'm just like the, the city's in the middle. There's some stuff under the city and some stuff to the east of the city. And that's kind of all I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Man, I'm... I got a morbid curiosity about this bad boy. I'm very interested in in what it feels like to play. Maybe I should chuck up a stream sometime, and you can you can witness what it's like roaming around. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Know, don't know how I would do that, but I'm sure we could work it out. Um, but yeah, that, that I've been watching season two of Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot about that. So more ep more apps are out. There's two more apps. It's coming out every Friday. Oh my god! Awesome. Yeah, and that that show has just gotten real crazy uh, in ways that I don't understand. <laughs> Hell yeah! Uh, so yeah, I'm pumped for you to watch that and tell me your thoughts. Hell yeah! Yeah, um, I'm, I'm real keen on that one. Yeah, yeah. Just casting so good, beautiful. <laughs> oh my god! Um, <laughs> what about you? How you been? What's what's been been popping? Uh, yeah, I've been all right. I've been, I've been taking it easy. I, um, oh, well, you know what? I have been taking it easy, but I did manage to get to a gig, like a music gig. Yeah. I went, I went to Margaret Court Arena and saw Little Sims and nice. it was like, it was awesome. She absolutely killed it, but it was my first music gig back since I've been sick and it was so emotional, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'd just been listening to Little Sims for years, um, you know, her like big, album was 2021 i might be introvert and it's just like it fucking hits hard and it's like yeah. real emotional and like she came out and she just she just killed it and played all these tracks from from the two albums of hers that i love the most and uh yeah i was just like <laughs> <laughs> but uh it was awesome it was awesome to be out and um you know i had to leave a little early because i was flagging yeah. um not too early but like, I just have learned that skill to yeah. know when I've had enough. And uh, it was so hard because I was like, we, we, we need to go. Yeah. And, like, Phoebe was helping me through the door. And then, like, a song started up and I, like, uh. clawed back through the door. And I was like, just one more song. Yeah. <laughs> God uh, damn. Yeah. That, that sort of, like, listen to your body vibes. Yeah. 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 Knowing, knowing exactly the signs and the little feelings you get. Yeah, totally. Um, I've never heard of Little Sims before. Oh man, if you uh, if you check out uh, Ballap's Best in Show, twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two, she's on there. She's right. she's like, I mean, for me, she's probably surpassed Tyler as wow. as far as like you know. Sure. I just yeah, I think she's amazing, and her like production and like everything is just incredible, and she fucking spits bars like a motherfucker it's awesome hell yeah you know i probably have listened i've listened to ball apps best in the show those mm. years for sure mm. so i've almost mm. certainly heard some little sims and just not realized not not quite yeah 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. She released the best song from last year, Silhouette. It's just ridiculous. It's a yeah. ridiculous song. Yeah. See. Um, Check it out. Yes. So that's been good. And yeah, otherwise I've just been taking it easy. I haven't been um, haven't been playing that many video games. Just, I guess, still uh, streaming a little bit and chipping away at Resi 3. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's been cool. It's... Uh, it's yeah it's an interesting game i i feel like i'm right at the end but i'm not too sure yeah um but yeah god i i'm really i didn't realize how much resident evil was going to grip me like it has you know like <laughs> i'm really keen on the four remake really keen on eight yeah um and i almost want to replay seven just because I don't, yeah, I don't think I realised that there's actually so much quality in these Resi titles. And, uh, fuck, yeah, they're pretty good, man. (laughs) They are very good. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of an interesting series. I would love to do, like, a deep dive. I mean, we had Ash on, but maybe we should get Ash back to do, you know, like a um, Sonic the Hedgehog-style deep dive on um, on Resident Evil, because it's an old series. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. And I, I it's weird though, right? Because I'm really interested in in the first Resident Evil, but the polish of the remakes I've been playing uh, has yeah. has kind of turned me off. Because I feel like I've just you know, I've gone straight to the top. And if I totally. if I try if I try to do the Resident Evil one, I'll be like, oh god, tank controls and you know all that crap. Yeah, I feel you there. Yeah, I I think people are going to have a similar thing when they do this. Um metal gear solid master collection or whatever it is oh yeah they re-release all the old metal gear games and people are going to play metal gear one and (laughs) it's just going to be like what the fuck this shit is bad it's just hard to control (laughs) yeah totally um hell yeah well you got any chicken (laughs) i I I got a little chicken it was uh it's uh you know out on the ranch it was not it was not a big week for chickens like a lot of a lot of the chooks went ready uh so yeah i got like half a wing for you (laughs) (laughs) i like how they're living on a ranch these are chickens who've had a good life (laughs) oh yeah no this is this is the freest of the free range this is this is no cage bullshit and you know they're not they're not getting like uh recycled chickens as chicken feed like they're getting the proper grain this is i mean (laughs) when when you get your crispy fried chicken like you can even fuck up the oil temperature and it still comes out juicy because these chickens had a fantastic life that's good it's not what i you know associate kentucky with but i guess you know three-piece feed can be from any vendor Right. This is the, it's almost the weekend three-piece feed. Right, and we, right. we care about our animals on this ranch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love the speed of this episode. <laughs> we're like, we're, I feel like we're cruising down the freeway in second gear. <laughs> does that make sense? Uh, yeah, it does. Yeah, okay. It does. It's, it's an absolute vibe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's keep it rolling. Hit me with that half wing. Okay, um, and I looked. Don't get me wrong. I was out here. I was. I was looking at fucking GameStop, GameSpot. Um, <laughs> I was scrolling through Verge. Like I was going on websites that I'd never been to before, just to find a scrap. And 
all of it was garbage. And so mm. the best thing I've got for you is Resident Evil 9 is aiming for a 2025 release date. That's it. That's all I got. Oh, do they know anything about what Resident Evil 9 will be? No, they may not have even started making the game. <laughs> this was just like a shareholders meeting and the Capcom people uh, were like, Resident Evil 9 is aiming for a 2025 release date. And like, that is literally everything they said about Resident Evil 9. I love it. Capcom, I love it. Good for you, Capcom. <laughs> not even starting a game potentially and just like, yeah, yeah, somewhere out there, 2025. Sounds good. <laughs> I got to say, though, I like, you know, we, we do talk about this, like, post-capitalism wasteland and how fucked it is that we get, you know, Assassin's Creed every year and blah, blah, blah. Um, but, like, Resident Evil every, like, three or four years, that seems to be working pretty well for Capcom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they've... I mean, they, they, they've... Have they run out of remakes? They um, have. Well, I mean, they got five and six. Ugh. I remember... <laughs> on on stream ash actually said that five and six is something that they're looking at yeah i'm but, sure they're looking looking for the juice that's in the crustiest shell of a game which is five and six right so i i haven't heard good things we played five together for a little bit because there's co-op in five is there really did we really wait a minute it, yeah five. yeah Dude, oh yes we did Ford yes. Dab double jaguar i remember now yes. I, I i think we lost that footage too so like it was a bad game and we didn't publish anything <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 i i played resident evil 5 with friend of the pod jim oh no shit and Jim was actually on uh, Pod, friend of the pod. Um, <laughs> welcome, <laughs> welcome to meet you. This is the cinematic universe of podcasts. Oh my god, that's uh, amazing! Also, on this on this uh, highway of yours, we've just gone down to first gear. <laughs> yeah, I felt my brain actively <laughs> slow just then. <laughs> but yeah, when I was uh, in my late teens uh, and in high school, still actually no, in my year off, I was taking. Um, taking my weekends to go to Jim's place to play Resident Evil 5. Mm, that's awesome. Yeah, fond memories. And then Resident Evil 6 is the one with the giraffe sucking its dick as the logo. <laughs> I don't think yeah, I've it's... ever played 6. No, I. the only thing I know about it is apparently it's like full action movie. Yeah. Um, And the fans weren't fans and that's why resident evil 7 is the way it is right. they went like back to their roots and it's you know yeah. getting stalked and it's real scary and it's real grotesque and like it's about conserving ammo and all that stuff again um but yeah, yeah i have i haven't played resident evil 6 so this is just hearsay but i i mean i gotta be honest like with the story elements of 2, not the gameplay. The gameplay in 2 is amazing. But mm. the story elements, it definitely could have gone the kind of crazy action schlock. So, like, you know, if they if they remade 5 and 6 and they just lent into it, I think there could be something there. But, again, I haven't played these, so I don't know if they're actually truly atrocious and there's nothing to kind of save. Who knows? I mean, 4 gets pretty action-packed. Um yeah i think i've seen ash play some of six once on a stream somewhere in my memory but yeah i have no idea mm -hmm. remains to be seen they probably will you know if there's money to be made 
yeah um, i mean yeah 100 percent uh, well, I have some news. I have a weird collection of news. I don't know what you would call it with regards to our chicken analogy. It's some you, chips. You, you, it's some you chicken. Got some chicken necks going on over there. Yeah, and feet and stuff. It's just like yeah. the whole. We're using the whole chicken today. <laughs> um. So first bit of news is Pikmin Four is out. Oh no! Shit! Wow! Yeah. Love that. Love, love how close to release that announcement was. It was like yeah. a ba-bam. Yeah. And it looks great and it's making it real hard for me to not buy it, but I got so many games I want to play right now and I probably <laughs> will just wait. <laughs> Fast forward to next week saying, so I bought Pikmin 4. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, those Pikmin games, they're, they're cool. They're a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I've only ever watched you play one. I've never actually played one, but... Ball mm. looks fun. Looks real mm. nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Remnant Two is out in a week, and it's looking real juicy. And I really, the, yeah. I did you ever play the first one? I think you mentioned you might have, and you didn't like it. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't get down with it. I liked the concept. It was basically like Dark Souls with guns. Yeah, that's you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like you run around and you roll, and there's boss fights, but um. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really like it. I mean, I played it with Demo, yeah. and I really enjoyed that. But uh, yeah, when you know, when it came down to it, I yeah, I didn't like anything. The the the, the art was lame. The characters were lame. The guns <laughs> felt crap. Like I don't know. I just didn't vibe with it at all. Yeah, wow. I, well, I, I loved it. I played it uh, solo, and um, mm. yeah, wow. it, was, it was fine playing solo. Yeah. Uh, I never played the DLCs for it, but they've been on my radar. I just never managed to pick them up. And the sequel looks great. It looks like they've really said, like, if you want to play solo, then you can. They've added this tra- uh, um, a type, a character type, or a, what do you call it? A hero? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, a class called the Beast Handler, and you get a little dog companion. And so they've oh. said, like, hey, yeah, if you want to play solo, we got you sorted. Um, oh, that's cool. The dog will revive you once, I think. Um, mm. So you go down. It's not the end of the world. That's nice. Sick. Um, next piece of news: a game called Vemba comes out um, on Game Pass on the thirty-first. So yeah, also in like a week. Oh wow! Wow, they should have. You know, that game should have come out in November, don't you think? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> um, uh, it, the tagline is "Cook delicious South Indian food and experience the journey of an immigrant family in Vemba." Um, oh you talked about this a couple of weeks back yeah i'm really excited for this one it looks so lovely the art and animation is beautiful it looks like cooking mama but with a soul if that makes sense oh yeah yeah Yeah. not that Mm -hmm. cooking mama is soulless it's just that this one has real soul um (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, i'm with you yeah cooking mama is like corporate america or, (laughs) or like corporate japan even um, yeah yeah and and this is like you know loving lovingly crafted yeah this is friends and family type yeah fair. yeah this is like you've got a new friend and you go to their house for dinner and you're like wow whole new culture and you get to experience what they like and it's like fucking sick hell yeah yeah uh, i'm about it yeah uh, next piece of news, uh, Exo Primal has come out, which is that dino shooty mech multiplayer PvE PvP game. Oh, yeah. 
um, which I actually think Yumi and Twilight Epic should give a crack. Um, Hell yeah. Even though yeah. it might not, be, not, might not be a huge success, it, it looks like something we might enjoy. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, right? It's it's there. We've yeah. got the service. We may as well, you know, kill a velociraptor, see how we feel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> see what feelings it brings up in us. Maybe <laughs> we really like that feeling. <laughs> Maybe we hold hands. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, but unfortunately it only hit uh, 4,000 players in its max at, at its peak during opening week uh, Ooh. yeah and for a game that's pretty heavily reliant on you know it's like a three or four player squad based pve pvp game and you you fight other teams oh no um wow yeah. and it's on game pass because their game pass has millions of subscribers and only four thousand of them at at, at its peak that is... I think that it is. was 4,000. I have to double check that stat. I saw it in a video right before jumping on and I might have hurriedly scribbled down. It might have been 400,000. But 4,000 sounds more devastating than 4,000, 400,000. So. Yeah, I mean, it's all about context, right? Like if we had 4,000 on a Titanfall 2 server, we'd be like, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, brand new game on Game Pass. That's that's not so good. Right? And that, so that got me thinking, like we talk a bit of, you know... A, a, a bit of good stuff about how um, Game Pass almost quote unquote guarantees some player base mm. um, on a launch of a multiplayer game or a launch of any game. Um, yeah. And you would think that that's kind of the reason that they wanted to release Exo Primal on Game Pass. Um, right. The stats that I store that I saw for some reason, I think they might have just been Steam only though. So I might just have to double check that. This is the not the place you come for facts, folks. This is the place where you <laughs> yeah. come for sh shoddy ruminations on numbers that we don't understand. We've established that this is the chicken feet end of the news. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's that bit of news. And the last piece of news. See, I told you what I had a bit of a shoddy collection, oh, no, but this it's is, a collection all the same. This is great. I'm so thankful you've got some stuff because I was, mate, I was sifting through the rivers out there on the internet and coming up with nada. <laughs> yeah, panning for chicken. Exactly. Panning for chicken. Nothing was nothing was landing in the pan. Very good. Uh, Diablo 4 preseason patch 1 has come out uh, and a lot of people are pissed. <laughs> 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 why what 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 does it do what so, what, are, what what has happened I, I i don't fully understand what has happened i'm not a diablo 4 player but apparently it's made the game a lot worse in a lot of respects so oh. diablo 4 seems to have this issue um and i think it's kind of an issue with a bunch of games that will be coming out especially blizzard games mm. um so diablo 2 was like highly regarded rpg you know it's like a classic mm -hmm. on a lot of people's lists um, oh totally totally yeah. it's like you know half-life diablo 2 fucking super mario 64 it's yeah up there. it's really up there for a lot of people um and so it, you've got this like group of folks who are like hardcore quote-unquote hardcore gamers who love video games and just want to have a good time playing their diablo game um, right, right. And then you've got Act by uh, not by then you've got Activision Blizzard being like, "Hey, we've got this new Diablo game. 
just so you know, it's a games as a service game and it's going to have seasons and updates and there won't be any pay to win, but it'll be pay for stuff, you know, like mm. cosmetics and stuff. Mm. Um, and lest we forget, this is a game that was initially only coming to mobile phone. Oh, well, they did. I think they did that, didn't they? They had their Diablo mobile phone game or am I yeah, misremembering? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they were like, oh, man, it was a classic conference. I don't think I watched the conference, but I've seen the, like, clip because yeah. the guy is like, you've all got phones, don't you? And then yeah. he, he gets booed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because none of the... Yeah, exactly. That's the problem that they seem to have is they've got this fan base they are at odds with almost that, mm. that mm. you know, respect their history but don't like anything that, did, that they're doing now because they're, they're shifting with the times or maybe it was always that way. It's just the market. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So, so yeah, the, 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 the patches come out and there's like all sorts of problems for players that are like that. You know, it's like people who have already grinded a lot in the game and got, got you know, some pretty good characters popping. Basically, they downloaded the patch and their players ain't popping no more. They're just oh. you know, sluggish shell versions of their prior glory oh. simply because of some, skewing some stats in preparation yeah. for the season Maybe they just did a big, like, you know, class-wide nerf or something. Yeah. Like, you, I mean, yeah, that that sucks. Because usually, you know, ba- balancing a game like that, like, that's, that's fucking several full-time jobs. Oh, and, yeah. And, uh, yeah, if they get the balance wrong, like, if they do a big patch post-release that doesn't just, like, kind of twiddle the numbers delicately, but kind of, like, flops their big greasy toe thumbs all over those numbers, like, that's <laughs> yeah. no good. Yeah. Um, so I think that's what they've done. The big greasy toe thumbs have been all over those numbers and um, <laughs> <laughs> people aren't happy about it. They got grease on their numbers. And so um, there's that. Uh, yeah. So, and this is also another thing that's kind of come up because I was interested in Diablo 4 and now a lot of people are like, hey, don't buy this game right now. Uh, mm. That's such a weird statement to me, especially like for a game like Diablo. Um, mm. you know there's like hey this game was good two months ago <laughs> and now it's not wait for a little bit before you buy it you know they might fix some stuff in this patch it's like what the fuck like yeah it should be always a good time for anyone to buy your game <laughs> you, you know yeah like, yeah that's um, such a strange thing and i just thought of that when i was looking at this story yeah, right. It's kind of the inverse of what happened with Diablo 3 because Diablo yeah. 3 launched and was real shit and it had a storefront and all that yeah. marketplace crap. And then they got rid of it and it became, you know, really great offline couch co-op. And yeah, yeah it seems like they remembered that and then like reneged it right at the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I don't know, like, is this game still like if you wanted to play this couch co-op style is it still totally fine or is it still, or is it busted fundamentally? You know, like uh, yeah. is this, the screeching of the game is just the screeching of the, you know, upper echelon of hardcore boys who are right. like, you know, we got our hardcore characters and we're, we're playing on the hardest difficulty and our dick's hard and it's all ready. <laughs> we just, we just, there's a, there's a zero gear on this car. <laughs> we, we just, just hit it. We found the zero gear. Like the stick shift went into another reality Whoa, and found dude. the zero gear. Yeah, yeah. Love it. Love a running analogy on this car. <laughs> um, yeah. So 
I don't know. I don't know what, what the deal is. And I, I, quite frankly, at this point, this is what happens, you know, like it turns into this thing and it's like, oh, I just can't be fucked anymore, you know? Like, <laughs> like it's just become such drama that I'm, right. I'm not turned on at all by it. It actively right. turns me off the product. Yeah, there's other games without that goss. Dude, and there's like, so many games. Yeah, yeah. Bro, mm. I mean, we still got Dredge. Dredge exists Dredge. in our reality. <laughs> Bro, I can, off the top of my head, like in, in this new segment, there's three games that I'm interested in. Pikmin 4, Remnant 2, and Vemba. Currently playing Cyberpunk 2, which is like a 100-hour experience. Two, uh, two weeks ago, we mentioned Dave the Diver, and that is another game that I really want to keep playing. <laughs> uh, don't you mean diving with Dave? No, no, no Dave the Diver. <laughs> <laughs> a hunt event is popping off. I'm like, come on, man. Like, if you, you get, I don't know. There's just so much stuff right now. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. And so little time. So little time. Got to watch a thousand episodes of One Piece, and you're out here telling me Diablo 4 is <laughs> not good no more. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you're getting way better mileage with One Piece. Like, fuck Diablo 4 in that conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got Blasphemous looking at me from my Steam library. Like, it's just wild. They're going to be playing Factorio 2 with Factorio with you and Sang in some at some point. Oh like, that's not God. that's no small venture. Oh my God. Yeah, Factorio just could be like 2024. You know, no other games on the horizon. <laughs> just Factorio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, we we jack ourselves into the matrix and turn into little Factorio people. Holy, oh, yeah. who knows? <laughs> so yeah, that's the news, baby. What's that's that's all I got for you. Hell yeah, that was great. That was great. You really, you know, you you saved this farmer from bankruptcy. Nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> the chicken. I was upriver of your chicken panning, and I got all the bits. Yeah, that's that's why I was getting none. Yeah. <laughs> Went back on second gear, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh dear. So, uh, also, just just for everyone listening, this is not an evening episode. Like, we should not be this kind of all over the place. But here we are. I think it's just like we hung out last night at Damo's for the D&D and so we're a bit spent, you know? I, I'm supposed to be going out after this. I'm spent. Yeah. All right. Join us in our spent energy as we uh, we review in our wacky way the Game Club game of July, which is Tiny King. Tiny Kins, yes. Yeah. Uh, is it um, Tiny Kin or Tiny Kins? I think it's Tiny Kin. Last okay. week... When or the other week when you were like, I've been playing Tinykins, I just thought you were being cute. I feel like I've just turned into, you know, my dad saying, How's how's Pokemon's going? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um well, I mean, you fit the archetype real well. It suits you. Thank you. Um <laughs> who, do you want to go first with the, the spiel or shall I kick it off? Um why don't you kick it off? Because I think I did the, the spiel first last time. Okay. Uh, oh, I hear a noise. Zeus is ready. Could you hear that? I could hear that, yeah. Oh, I couldn't really hear that. All right. Here we go. Tiny kin. <laughs> uh, Zeus is barking. I think Jamie's home. Uh, hey, this is Pikmin, I thought, when I press Y to recall my Pikmin. I mean, tiny kin. Mm -hmm. uh, I know like uh, I know that we like to avoid calling out other games when we do our write-ups but I feel like I'd be irresponsible not to mention Pikmin at least once so here it mm. is and I've never even mm. played a Pikmin game 
<laughs> uh, Tinykins, what to do with you? Uh, Tinykins is, I'm just going to call it Tinykins from now on, okay? <laughs> it's obvious you've written Tinykins a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the truth. Tinykins is a tiny bit cute, a tiny bit lovely, and yet a tiny bit missing some polish, by which I mean it needs a lot of polish and some other stuff. Tinykins feels like the idea of a game, but not the full thing. It has lovely art and music, and all of it's kind of let down by this nonsense storytelling and dull as fuck bug NPCs. The bugs in <laughs> Hollow Knight are interesting. They have lore, they have history, they have a place they're going, and they have things they want to do with their lives. These bugs all stand around uh, and say uh, dialogue as if it's been written by the exact same dude who's written a write sick of writing dialogue for 200 bugs. Oh my god, hard agree. Hard agree. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you could have had six bugs and I wouldn't have noticed the difference. It's fine <laughs> to have a crowd, but when they're all just sitting around doing nothing, what's the point? And the level design leans on the whole what if you were tiny trope. I feel like I've seen a lot of this trope recently, most recently in Pikmin 4, which uses yummy attention to detail. I get that Tinykins has some style or whatever, but the cracks started to show, and from there I couldn't stop noticing them. For example, the buttons on the giant toilet you jump across at one point in one of the levels don't move when you jump on them, you just get a generic <laughs> flush sound. <laughs> None of the plants leave sway in the breeze, the ground doesn't leave behind your footprints or impressions. I feel like if you're going to do a stripped back 2D character imposed on the 3D world thing, which Tinykins does, and then it should give you some chance to pour love and care into other elements, which it seems like they've chosen to be their Tinykin animated introductions, which are cool. The sort of 2D animations you get when you see a new Tinykin. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. There's only one of them in each new zone though, as far as I go with the game. And mm. uh, I'm in the levels all the time. I'm in them, Jerry. <laughs> if that makes sense. That sort of doesn't really read that well, but what I'm getting at is like <laughs> the juice that they've chosen to put into the into the game is like these 2D animated, you know, introductions, which are full of personality and lovely, but they're really short, few and far between. The, mm -hmm. the bulk of the experience though feels kind of lacking, which is me being running around these levels. Mm. Um, I gave up on Tinykins. I fell down a small cliff and I couldn't be bothered climbing back up. I knew I could. The controls are swift and the movement is good. But I just thought I could climb back up there, but nothing up there is interesting to me. It's just more resources to solve dull puzzles for dull bugs that I don't care about in an unpolished sort of lazy feeling level to build a device I don't understand for a different bug who's also void of personality. And I shut it down. <laughs> oh, he's out for blood. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I went a bit hard on this one. I feel a little bit bad on, you know, stripping Tinykins down as, as hard as I did there, especially at the end. But I just like, I don't know, man. Some of these like friendly, cozy games, I feel like they ride pretty hard on the like, <laughs> oh, it's got some nice, nice music and pretty visuals and that's enough, right, guys? And, mm. You know, mm. meanwhile, the tileable textures on the walls don't match up. And I'm like, fucking hell, man. Like, this is like <laughs> level one yeah yeah it uh man the thing about the bugs hit home really hard for me like i don't think i like unless i had to i don't think i spoke to a bug after the introduction cutscene for the level except for a handful of times where like you know in a game that's kind of like 
you know, let's be honest. You said we hate talking about games where we reference other games. This mm. is Pikmin meets Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah. And, yeah. and um, it's like in Banjo, you speak to characters because they've got like a side quest for you or something. Yeah. But in this game, no bug has anything for you. Like they just <laughs> say some innocuous shit and you're just like... Fucking hell. So, like, after the first one or two levels, I just never spoke to the bugs because it was just, yeah. like... It was there for flavour, but the flavour was bland, bland as hell. Bland. I've never felt my eyes glaze over quicker than when I've mm. interacted with one of these guys. Mm. You know? that mm. I, like, I, They said their first sentence and I was already lost. <laughs> They'd lost yeah. me, Jerry. They'd lost me. <laughs> like, yes. yeah, it's just so... Yeah, anyway. Do you want to hit me with your spiel? Yeah, yeah. So I I finished it, and nice. um, the uh, the intro cutscenes get get pretty whack. So if you haven't played those later levels, this might seem a bit weird, but okay. just uh, just stick with me here. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, Tinykin is a steamy bubble bath with your best friend. It's fun. It's tr- it's calming, and there are absolutely zero sexual implications. <laughs> Good. But, Bizarrely, your friend will intermittently make an informed comment about overthrowing the bourgeoisie, despite the fact that they are comfortably middle class. It's kind of weird, kind of endearing. Before the water gets cold, your friend tells you a really long-winded and unnecessary story that doesn't really add anything to the overall bathing experience. (laughs) When their story is finished, you immediately abscond. It was nice, it was short, the story was a tad forced. Overall, the memory of this bath will fade over time, but you'll always smile just a little bit when you think of Tiny Kin. Mm. So, um, I actually quite enjoyed Tiny Kin. Nice. Um, it, uh, yeah, it it came at a time when I was like real tired and just like, you know, I'm not drinking, but like effectively hungover, and. Uh, God, it was so nice to play a game that was, like, the movement was really tight. Um, Like, they had... It took a bit of getting used to for me because they had that, like, gravity turned up way high, so, like, Mm. you drop really quickly. Um, But when I got used to it, and they give you the soap skateboard, like, immediately. Yeah. um, Yeah, I loved getting around the levels. I thought the level design was really good. Um, like the way you would find those bugs that, uh, that kind of would shoot their web to this central hub. And so like you would run around unlocking all these shortcuts and then you could kind of get to the highest point and the lowest point really, really easily. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just like, I had a ball running around and like the controls were real good. So like, you know, you skated around and grinded up webs and all that kind of stuff. But then with the like tiny kin, uh, you know, and, and like you, that they are basically Pikmin, you know, you have like incendiary tiny kin and like climby tiny kin and fucking, uh, some other like object carrying tiny kin. Mm -hmm. Um, and you just hold right trigger and you just throw that shit everywhere. And like, at the start of the level, I just loved switching my brain completely off and literally <laughs> just like running at all these colors and holding yeah. right trigger and it would just explode and I'd find more and it, I'd explode more things and just do that for like 30 minutes. And I was like, oh yeah, that's satisfying. 
Yeah, I will say <clears throat> the economy of finding like the explodey Pikmin of the mm-hmm. Tinykin. Sorry, that was actually a totally unintentional one. Um, <laughs> the explodey Tinykin was really well matched to the amount of explodey things that you needed to explode. Like you were hardly mm. ever short. You know, it was always like, oh, I got just the right amount. That feels good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I, I think the level design got a bit repetitive to me after the second level. I was like, once I started started seeing them do the same thing with the silkworm bugs, shooting mm. their little things and dropping down the rope style mm-hmm. doobies mm-hmm. over and over yeah. again, I was like, all right, okay, <laughs> you got nothing else up here, huh? It would be cool to get like a little swimmy Pikmin that lets, lets me swim up a river or something. I don't know, like just yeah. I feel like we're in such ripe territory to just like make up cool stuff, but we've kind of like rested on our laurels a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know like in um banjo kazooie there's like what are they called the the little dudes who you collect in each level um they like you collect colorful guys oh fuck what are they called yeah. holy shit the yeah. yeah um oh geez <laughs> i just throw nah. that one at you uh, uh, oh my god you just like hit the handbrake and i've gone through the windshield <laughs> uh maffies they're called um maffies no i just made it up i don't know <laughs> yeah, okay, let's, the handbrake but it's stuck let's stick with maffies sure maffies yeah you go around and you find five of them and um they're kind of hidden you know whereas in this mm-hmm. one there's like not really or in tinykin there wasn't really like any uh, the note that I've got here is it would be nice if I could find the letters to skate in the level. Um, mm, you know, mm-hmm. like I just want a, a little bit more to like give me some some goal that I have to complete other than just collecting gold or finding more Tinykin. Okay, so this is fucking valid as all hell because all you do is collect, I think it's pollen. It's like gold yeah. pollen. Yeah. And, um, dude, I don't know if you, you figured this out, but it's the the economy is cooked. Like the Pikmin, I mean, the fucking tiny kin of po- uh, economy, really good. Um, but the the pollen, like, I couldn't believe it when this happened. So basically there's this like hub world that you don't spend any time in and is really boring, but there's this brewer there that is like, you know, bring me pollen and I'll like give you new abilities or whatever. And I'm like, all right, sick. You know, that's movement stuff. I'll collect the pollen. And so like I was in this level, each level has like 900 pollen. Mm -hmm. Um, I was like, all right, I got 500 pollen. I'm going to go find this brewer. And I'm like, yo, look at all this pollen. And he's like, oh, you know, I only accept 900 pollen. And I was like, I got to collect all the pollen in the level? What the fuck? For wait, like... wait, wait, wait. To, in each level, in order to interact with that guy, you need all of the pollen? That is correct. Wow. And I was just like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Like, I mean, the pollen, you know, gives you an incentive or it's supposed to give you an incentive to like go to hard to reach places and that kind of thing and when you um you know i ended up doing this because there's some smaller levels later on and um he gives you like an extra bubble you know how you like hold a to glide you basically get more glide time and i was just like man you know in these in these levels which are quite big and have lots of nooks and crannies and you're just looking for pollen like you got to collect 
all of it to get like one second longer on the bubble or whatever, I was like, that's fucked. That's the yeah. like, that's the most full on collectathon bullshit <sighs> I've seen in a while. There is also, I don't know if this guy's in every level, but there's a guy who's got a cart and you can buy a bubble from him for way less than 900. It's like 300 or something. Oh my God. Did you ever find those guys? Finish the game. Never found that guy. (laughs) I had like four bubbles in the third level. Like I was flush with bubbles. Wow. No shit. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So there's that guy. Um, Yeah. I I never even talked to the guy who I was supposed to, that one who asked for 900 Colin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then there was like some other guy who was like, I'm doing this racing thing. Did you see that guy? Uh, I don't know. I didn't, I, I didn't see that guy either because I was like so put off by talking to the characters because yeah. it was like so boring. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I tried to talk to this racing guy and he was like, hey, you got to... don't even remember what he said for me to do. But I think it was effectively like a speed running style thing. So it was like race through the levels as quick as you could. Right. Um, right. So right, right. get from point A to point, point B the most creatively um, mm-hmm. and speediest. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, which might have been interesting if they had have weaved it in a little bit more, you know, like put the time trial in the level instead of having to make me go and talk to this guy mm. to activate it. Yeah, it did feel really weird how segmented everything was because, yeah. you know, when you get to the hub world for the first time, they like cutscene all the characters and they're like, this is the brewer, blah, blah, blah. Mm. So like the first time I tried to speak to the brewer, I like got all my pollen in a level and then I, I went to speak to the brewer in the hub world and it was like, nah, you got to speak to me in the level. Yeah. Like, well, fuck. Like, <laughs> why are you so annoying about this? Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, maybe that's what the race guys, maybe I was talking to the brewer. Oh, dude, I'm so lost with this game. I don't know. I don't know anymore. Um, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, th- there was just like a bunch of stuff that I felt like it could have, it could have done that it just missed out on um mm, like mm. i said the um collecting the letters to skate giving you a few more reasons to want to like explore and look around other than just pollen um and to find yeah. extra tinykins to help you do the puzzles and stuff yeah um yeah maybe another ability like just get some like it's kind of like a tried and true thing the collecting game um, yeah and they didn't really pull much from other collecting games no yeah i yeah i mean for me it was i think it just like i was able to forgive a lot of stuff because mm. i wasn't like i was using three percent of my brain yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> and like that's i think i mentioned it ages ago i was like this is a good podcast game in that you can throw a podcast on because you don't really need to be paying that much attention you can kind of just run around and like you know there are no consequences for like drowning or oh, getting yeah. electrocuted or anything like you can't die there are no enemies in the game um and that that kind of felt a bit weird for me as well like i know it's a cozy game but um yeah i i think after the first session i realized i needed to be like dead tired for me to get something <laughs> out of this game <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's fair yeah, um, I guess, yeah, it might have been a, a cool one to, like, put on together and play and just be like, hey, let's talk about this game and, and mm. chat and catch up while we play this game. But, yeah, solo, playing this game on your own, man, stuck with my own hateful thoughts. <laughs> 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 yeah, and, uh, yeah, just, yeah, I don't know, man. 
the 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 toilet that didn't flush was just like, bro, this is such basic stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, I hear ya. I um, yeah. I think I I finished it in like a week because it's not very long. No, it was yeah. like maybe five hours, if that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like. I, yeah, I enjoyed running around the levels and throwing Pikmin around. Like, oh, f- you know, fuck it. We're, we're, we're all in. We're all in. Um, yeah, I I really enjoyed that. It was fun. I didn't need to, like, pay it much attention. I could kind of just, like, hang with Phoebe and we could chat while I did that. Um, the, the one thing in relation to the Pikmin that I really hated was there are a kind of rarer type of Pikmin that you throw at... Um, objects to carry them to advance the plot of the level and like finding the Pikmin is cool like they're in you know secret spots or whatever but when you throw them at an object say you need to like cut a ribbon so you like get them to carry a pair of scissors close to the ribbon they carry things so slowly (laughs) and and your movement in this game is like really satisfying and fast and so like you're just waiting for these Pikmin to like walk across a level and sometimes you've already dealt with all the obstacles that they're going to come across and I would go and make a cup of tea yeah <laughs> it, it was just like are you are you serious with this like the mm. movement is insanely good and uh yeah when you're like interacting with the level on like you know a plane that should be really satisfying like when you throw those explosive dudes it's awesome you just yeah. hold like right trigger and you throw like 20 of them in two seconds and it's awesome and then when you've got these dudes carrying shit around it takes literal minutes and uh yeah very boring stuff totally yeah and uh, i don't know i I haven't like i said i haven't played pikmin but there's a couple of things that i think they they could have pulled from pikmin like Mm -hmm. i think it's pikmin two or three where there's like 30 days timer or something like that and you have to like do all the tasks before the 30 days expires to get like a different yeah. ending. Do you remember that? Yeah. I want to say Pikmin three has that and it's got something to do with like your air or yeah, something like your, it. your yeah. air is going to run out. Yeah. Um, look, I think, I think, yeah, you, you know what? You kind of hit it on the head where you felt like all the facets of a video game are here, but like, there's just not quite enough. And yeah. I think, Pikmin really offers everything that was missing from this. Yeah. Um, so obviously it's a, quite a different game. Like it's not the kind of platforming skatey thing that we've got going on with Tinykin, but mm. like there's a lot more danger. You can permanently lose your Pikmin. You can like, uh, I, I don't know. It just feels like the there's added stresses, but it yeah. actually makes for a better experience. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been nice to have some element of danger, even if it's just, like, predictable danger, you know? Like, you're in a room and it's daytime on a really hot day and so you've got to stay inside the shadow areas. And if you go in the sun, you pick your um, tiny can burn up or whatever, you know? There's a shadow totally. that moves across the room as the day changes time and you've got to stay in the shadow. Stuff becomes available to you as the time changes, stuff like that. Like... Bro. Don't don't make game developer Joe play a bad game ever again. <laughs> <laughs> like humble animator has has ideas that I think are more interesting than the same 
level, literally, basically. I mean, there's, you know, they, they change it up a little bit with like the sorts of platforming that you do, but there's no, you know, there's no danger really. Like it's just bad when you fall. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, but it's, it's not uh, though, right? Cause like, like we said earlier in the episode, there's no consequences. So if you fall from too high, you just reset where you fell from. So like sometimes when I fell, I wouldn't try to save myself because I could, I just go back to where I was. (laughs) And and again, for like, you know, I smashed through this game and it was cozy. I think it suited that, but like, I think (laughs) you're, you, you are asking a lot. And, and, dude, the tone is weird. Mm. Like, there's all this, like, you know, post-capitalism Marxist overthrow the bourgeoisie yeah. stuff. And, you know, they're, they're, some of the terms they're using, I'm like, this is definitely a kid's game, right? Like, yeah. this, everything tells me this is a kid, kid's game. But they're using a bunch of words that there's no fucking way a kid would <laughs> would know what that means or like you know that's not gonna get a kid on board to like save these bugs or whatever like i mean i don't know i maybe maybe it would be a funny situation you know you've got your like child there playing this game and they turn around and they're like daddy what's the bourgeoisie and you're like oh child how, how do you know how to pronounce that correctly <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh, oh man yeah. Yeah, maybe they're going for the whole like this show or this movie is for uh, for kids, but adults can watch too. You know, like there's there's something in there for the adults. There oh was my like God. some commentary on um, some religious stuff, like that had some religious figure that everyone was worshiping and oh, sim- yeah. symbols and iconography and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it never really sunk or like hit home for me just because I, I couldn't stand reading the the dialogue. Um, but yeah, there's that. Like, yeah, it feels like there's supposed to be a second layer there that that maybe we just missed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't think it was necessary. And like at the end of the game, you you build that machine. You know, you're you're effectively collecting all of these objects to like fucking blast off into space. Like I don't even know. Anyway, you're, <laughs> you're trying to get to your home planet, and yep. so you build this machine and you go up and you meet the great Alduin or whatever he's called. Oh, yeah, that's him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you meet him. And all this pointless story crap goes on and on. And, like, I thought they were going to unleash, like, a final level upon me and they just did, like, ten minutes of story and then the credits rolled. (laughs) It was just like, you guys, what are you doing? Like, (laughs) I, I don't know. It kind of felt like someone in high school had like played disco elysium but they were in the middle of making their like banjo kazooie pikmin clone and then they just tried to insert all this like pseudo intellectual bullshit into this game that just didn't fit at all it was very confusing yeah yeah you know i think i think you were right with the whole you know play it while doing something else or listening to a podcast or talking to someone like if Mm. i feel like i would have yeah, it's it's got that sort of um, background noise vibe to it. Um, so yeah, yeah, if you are interested in playing it, dear listener, then definitely you know jump in a chat with your mates or put a movie on or TV show that you'd like and yeah, just not just just noodle away at it. Because um, yeah, I think I think there is like like a bit of genuine relaxation to be had here. It's not like a complete mm. failure. It's just it mm. sort of misses the marks in heaps of ways. Um, yeah, and, like, we're being really mean, but I think overall, like, I actually enjoyed my time, mm. and that's 
that's because of the movement. Like the movement yeah. is really good and your skateboard can like go up ramps, you know, like it's not, it's, it's, it's designed for fun. It's not yeah. designed to be like accurate or anything like that. And um, yeah, I think they did a really good job with the movement for the most part. They did a great job with the Pikmin, like using the Pikmin was real fun. And like, you know, you, like I say, you hold that trigger button, they make all these blippy noises. Like it's quite satisfying mm. to kind of run around and solve the puzzles as long as you're not waiting for your slow ass boys to bring <laughs> that fucking pair of scissors around. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, like the core is good and it's a short game, so that's fine. But yeah, yeah everything around it does feel like it's not even that it's not fleshed out. Like there's just nothing there around it. Yeah. Yeah, the idea of a game. Mm. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Well, now that we have, uh, you know, destroyed the butthole of the Tinykin, what uh, what do we do next? <laughs> um, well, I mean, it's it's your turn to choose from four games, or oh god, we're we're wholly oh. unorganized for this, aren't we? We might. Uh... Uh fade the mute <laughs> i can hear you like clattering on your keyboard no i'm not clattering <laughs> video games to play on a podcast no let's uh let's fade the music in yeah let's do that yeah what did i say last time fade the voices back out or some shit <laughs> fade the voices back in yeah fade the voices back in fade the music out and the voices back in <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Thank you. I've got my audio supervisor, Joe, to show me how it works. Yeah, how it works. (laughs) I have this horrible memory. Um, This is such a weird thing to bring up right at the end, but you remember when I had that horrible boss at that furphy? um, Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. jobs. Mm -hmm. I remember like really early on in that job, um, maybe it wasn't that early on, it was a couple months in, and um, she had like we had this phone system in the office and anyone could call anyone. Um, it was sort of like, you know, you didn't have to walk over to their desk. You could just pick up your phone, press their extension and then dial them. Um, right. It was psychopathic anyway. Um, <laughs> Cause you had like a source of anxiety on your desk at all times. It was just like, Hey, this phone might ring anytime. Could be a boss. Oh, could be anyone. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, she called me asking about something. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought she was asking for help with it. Uh, which was which was a mistake. I thought she just didn't fully understand what was going on with this particular aspect of this upload of some TV commercial, mm-hmm. um, and and I said to her, "Oh, that's uh, that's not really how that works," and it was a massive deal. She like called me into her office and she was like, "Don't, oh don't you ever tell me that I don't know how something works." <laughs> oh like, my god! <laughs> like she took it as like you know an, an insult to her. And I was just like, I, like, I was just trying to help, you know, <laughs> I didn't realize, you know, this was that kind of conversation, whatever. <laughs> Fucking hell. So now whenever oh. anyone says that's not how it works, I think about that. So that's fun. <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> that's a real game. All right, Thanks, let's roll the dice. Thanks, Brad. <laughs> Thanks, Brad. Um, hell yeah. What are we playing for the month of August? Yeah, we're up to August. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and dear listener, please write in as well. Um, if you played Tinykin or if you played any other game, game club games, we'd love to hear from you. Just a oh. reminder, as always. Hundred percent. All right, I'm gonna roll the dice. Here we go. It is a one. We're playing Iron Lung. Ooh, I 
have never heard of this game. So where do you where do you hear about this one? This uh I think I actually heard about this on um a YouTuber that you recommended to me. Hmm. Uh what's his name? Um, 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 um I forget. But he was talking about drowning and about the cold, I think. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, that sounds like something I'd recommend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember his name. But uh, Iron Lung is like a really short little horror game, I think. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. So uh, I think it's on Steam. If Yeah. Or it might be on Itch. In any case, I think it's really cheap. You can just go pick it up. Sick. Sick. Um, and uh, yeah, that'll be the Game Club game. Hell yeah. Well, uh, yeah, can't wait to uh, dig into that bad boy. Will, um, is that it? Any any final thoughts on Tiny Kin and or Tiny Kins? Uh, and or Pikmins? Um, no, <laughs> I think that's all I got. I think we've done enough yeah. damage for one day. Yeah, yeah no, the, uh, the highway has just ceased to exist and we've flown off it like, uh, like at the end of that Ridley Scott movie. All right. Um... That's it. See ya. <laughs> That's it. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.